Welcome everyone to Mama Pang's Parenting Podcast. Thanks for joining me. Today's topic is bedtime issues, and um, those those are pretty common. So we will get down to business. I just want to encourage you uh, to reach out um, on Instagram and Facebook. You know, you can leave me messages there, and um, we can incorporate your questions um, in future podcasts. So make sure to check out the links in the description below. So bedtime issues, very, very common um, complaint. We parents, we're tired. <laughs> Let's just face it. Um, parenting is exhausting. And um, so we all know that getting a good night's sleep is really important and getting our kids to bed and not having issues there can sometimes present some challenges. Mm-hmm. So one of the most important things um, to talk about for bedtime issues is consistency. Um, When you are coming up with um, how you're going to do bedtime, you know, if you can think of this ahead of time, you you are doing well. But if you're in the midst of um, getting your kids to go to bed and all of that now, currently, you know, maybe you have a toddler, it's really important to figure out the consistency. Um, life has this way of pulling us in a lot of different directions and it gets to be where it's, um, you know, well, there's this event or there's this family function or there's this, I want to go do this or, and when you're building consistency, like, uh, the last podcast was on toilet training and we talked about consistency, but it's huge. And you might at this stage of the game have to learn to say no. You might have to limit your other events, your other social obligations, your family functions, if they're going to play a part in disruption of your routine. So I can't emphasize enough that in the beginnings of of anything for little kids, you want to stick with consistency. Um, Then the next piece of that is follow through. So it's really um, common to hear I've tried everything, or I've been at this for so long. And then we sit down and we look at a calendar and talk about it, and it's like, hmm, you've kind of been hit or miss, actually. Maybe you've been at, you know, at this for a month, but your consistency isn't there. Or, well, you know, something came up with work, and then we had this family obligation, and, oh, then your follow-through's not there. And those are some of the main pieces to setting a routine and getting the follow-through that you need from your kids. So it's up to you to set that consistency and then to keep the follow-through. Having a routine is really important. What you're allowing there is for kids to build the understanding of what comes next and um, have some ability for themselves to start learning a pattern. Remember, the brain is a pattern-seeking um, device. It, it goes for what's the pattern here? What happens every time? Um, you know, every day at 6.30 or at 7.30 is bath time and then jammy time and then um, we have story time or songs or any, whatever your routine is. They really pick up on that and, and that helps to create um, some comfort, you know, the known so they can start looking, oh, I get this. This is what's happening. So it's very calming to have a routine. Um, So when you do have your routine, you really need to stick with honoring it. And um, 
there's just a few tips for a good bedtime routine. So one is about a half an hour before you're gonna start the actual bedtime routine, whether that's a bath first or whatever you put first, about a half an hour before then is a good time to just start calming the environment. So you might give the heads up that, you know, kids, the TV's gonna get turned off or your games are gonna get turned off. Um, social media, I mean, this even plays a part with kids that are teenagers. We need to start setting the stage for going to bed. And that is getting away from the, the screens. You know, the blue light on the screens, everybody's talking about how that's so disruptive to our normal um, circadian rhythms. And it's true. So pull back, give them, you know, 30 minutes or so to be like, okay, we're starting to wind down. Um, we're not going to have the crazy um, exciting activities or games, or we might sit and play a quiet card game. You might um, just turn the TV off and just do some uh, quieter music, something soothing, just so that you're kind of setting that stage. Um, then you get to look at um, what is your routine? What, what do you put first? So I think taking a bath, giving kids a bath at night is very helpful. There is the um, science background that as you your body cools down from a bath, um, it also helps release melatonin, which is something that will help you sleep. So that's probably pretty popular. But then there's the issue of um, kids, they also don't need their little skin to be dried out. And sometimes taking a bath every single night is a little too drying. You know, that's just um, causes skin issues or irritations. So you got to play that one by ear. So whether it's a full bath or the proverbial spit bath, um, whatever, you're getting them cleaned up and getting ready for bed. If you do a bath, there's nothing wrong with, um, what brand is it? Johnson's. Johnson & Johnson has um, terrific lavender-scented, calming um, baby shampoo and bath bubbles and stuff. So that's, you know, if you want to do that, it's very calming. You might as well add it. Or you can just do essential oils of lavender and that works too. Uh, you get them to where they are bathed and ready, cleaned up, you brush the teeth, everybody's done their little potty break. We have our jammies on now. So these are all steps, right? You've got bath or cleaning up, you've got brushing your teeth, um, you've taken your potty break, you've got your jammies on. Then it's down to books or songs or both. One of the key things here is um, you need to have a set limit because <laughs> kids are really good at figuring us out and be like, oh, one more book, mommy, one more book, daddy. And then after you're up to book number nine or 10, you realize, boy, you've just been played. <laughs> um, they got to stay up a half hour earlier and you've read every book in the bookcase. Um, so you want to have a limit. You want to be like, you know what? Every night we read two books. Um, check the length of the book. Don't read Moby Dick. You'll be there for days. So pick a book that isn't too long. And you can even, as your child gets a little older, talk about that. So, you know, normally you read me two books tonight, but um, mommy, daddy, I want this book tonight. And it's, it's a bigger book. It's a little more of a story book. Okay, well, then that means we're going to do one book or are we gonna do chapters of a book? I mean, I can remember when we were reading Harry Potter, 
and you're not going to sit down and read Harry Potter in a night. So you had to decide, are you going to read two chapters every night? And they will clue into that as being, they're going to hold you accountable. In other words, if you say two books, it's going to be two books. If it's two chapters, it's going to be two chapters. Um, they, they want that follow through and consistency and they will hold you to it. Um, you want to go for you know, the right number of books for your family. If one book is one book and it's enough, that's great. If you feel when they're really tiny that two or three books is fine, you know, because they're the board books and they're shorter, it's up to you. But don't leave it a wide open, any number of books will do, because like I said, they will learn to play you and you'll be there for hours. And you have to go with that consistency then of, I'm done with the stories. Our, our choice is two books, and so now it's bedtime. So hopefully when you're reading these books, you are preferably in their room. Maybe there's still a rocking chair in their room or a comfy chair, or maybe you're just sitting close to them as they're laying in bed. Um, whatever works for you. I'm a big advocate on rocking. So my theory was, you know, she's only going to be little enough to rock to sleep for so long. I probably won't get to hold her at age 13 and rock her to sleep. So for me, that was a, that was a big one. I enjoyed it. It was very calming for me and it was very calming for her. So again, you've got to choose what's right for your family, what's right for each individual child within your family. You know, some kids aren't the type that want to be rocked. Some are, but you've gotten your routine down You've gotten ready for bed. You've followed all the steps there. You've done your story time. And now it's time to leave the room. And parents sometimes accidentally get themselves kind of caught up in this where they're trying to make it go so well that they kind of overdo. They stay too long. Um, you know, think about it. If you're trying to go to sleep and somebody's like staring at you, <laughs> you get that uncomfortable feeling of, why are you staring at me? Little kids are the same way. So you put your child into bed. You might do a, you know, pat their back, pat their back. Good night, sweetie. Love you. And then it's time to leave the room. So if everything's going well, they're calm, and this is just a normal bedtime routine, you're probably going to be able to walk out the door and there won't be any issues. Now, in reality, that happens you know, maybe 50% of the time, maybe some of you are saying, nope, never happens at my house. It's always a battle. Um, you need to look at your routine if you're struggling, if there's some battle piece, and really shore up what's going on. But if they are constantly um, crying at bedtime, you know, uh, maybe there's some more things we need to talk about, but it's not the end of the world. So you put them down lay them down in their crib or on their bed, tell them good night, I love you. And if they're a little, um, what's the right word? Maybe whimpery, just a little, but mommy, but daddy, but they're not full on crying. That's when you're like, okay, sweet pea, I'm going to go. I'll be back in two minutes to check on you. You lay here and just rest, right? It's not, you know, go to sleep. No, you can't force that. You just lay here and rest. You'll probably fall asleep, but mommy or daddy will be back in two minutes. And there's your follow-through. You have to come back in two minutes. 
When you do come back, you're not engaging in conversation. There's no lights being turned on, no major adjustments of anything. You're back in the room. You may or may not want to reach down, pat, pat, pat. You don't need to talk. You're just checking on them. If they've started to calm down, they may drift off to sleep now. If not, if they're still a little active, that's when you can say, okay, I'll be back in five minutes to check on you. You see if you can rest, maybe you'll fall asleep. And again, you leave the room, and in five minutes, you come back and check. Hopefully, each time you've stepped away is giving them the sense that, look, I'm safe, I'm cared for, mom and dad can come back in, I know they're right there, they're going to check on me, and that's going to create a sense of security, and they're going to just be able to slowly drift off to sleep. Um, I won't say that it works 100% of the time, nothing ever does. But if you can build that as your routine, you have a better chance of success. So as we're looking at bedtime issues, um, the main things to keep in mind is that you want to have some consistency and follow through. Um, have a routine and stick to it. And then have an exit plan. I guess that's the part where you're stepping away from the room and then coming back in. And again, make sure you keep your follow through. So. That's what you need to be doing for bedtime routines, and I wish you all a good night's sleep.